Welcome back to the Amateur Adults Podcast, everyone. Episode 22. Hopefully it's not your second AA meeting of the day. My name is Jake. My name's Hunter. And today, uh, we kind of wanted to have sort of a long-form conversation um, on some topics. We're pretty happy, I'd say, the two of us. Um, we've got uh, things that people want, you know, that people aspire for, to have in life. Uh, we've got bright futures. Yeah, we've got things going for us yeah. right now. I mean, we're both in committed, like, longer-form relationships. We're both on a path that is more saving rather than spending, yeah, like, accumulating wealth rather than debt. Fin- we're going to be financially independent, like, without a question. Um, we're, we're job- we've got, you know, good jobs and good education and uh, just nice things, good good stuff. And so, our physique is going well. Yeah, well, you know, actively working in the on gym it, all so. the time. And that got us thinking, like, with all this great stuff, like, are we missing out on anything? Or what are the things that we've gone through in order for us to get to this place? I was going to say, it kind of got me thinking, like, what prompted this? Because a lot of the times, like like that stupid saying you don't realize like what happiness is until you've been sad or something you you don't know what the sun looks like until you've seen the rain yeah but like i think that's what's really prompted the life that i'm at right now for me because i've had horrible heartbreaks or or failures and then those have prompted me to you know kind of go in this self-destructive path and then now realizing that that's not the way to go so now we're on a constructive path yeah But, um, it's just really weird being in like a good place for so long, especially being like this young and we're emotionally, you know, not exactly stable, so to speak. Yeah. And we, everything that we feel is kind of amplified because, you know, puberty and the hormones and we're just coming out of that or even still in the tail end of it. And it's just very strange to have a stable period of happiness because so much of like growing up, even though we've both been, had pretty blessed childhoods they've um definitely encompassed a lot of sadness which has turned into self-destruction but now into personal growth yeah man i I didn't know what sadness was until i was 18 like i i had been blessed enough to have never really experienced anything super traumatic um you know i all my grandparents essentially were dead before i was born so i never really dealt with the the death of a loved one and, you know, the worst thing I had to do was put down a dog, like, which, yeah. you know, it sucks. That's very sad when you're a kid. It, yeah, I mean, I, I was 15. Oh, well, then so that's not too bad. You kind of understand. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. And, like, I just never really dealt with much hardship in my life. And so I had a very um, rosy uh, uh, view of the world. Yeah, like um, those rose-colored lenses. Yeah, yeah. And, and then when that gets taken away, it gives you a finer appreciation for the misery that you can experience in your life um that is kind of what you showed me a fascinating thing and you said that misery was wasted on the miserable can you kind of explain what you mean by that yeah so uh i mean everybody hates on louis ck a lot because you know he has some pretty bad allegations but uh beside that fact he's profound like in his in his comedy and his writing though yeah and so in his you can separate the the art from the artist like yeah in his TV show, um, they very briefly go over, it's an old man and then Louis, and then the old man um, says, like, why are you so heartbroken? Why are you so upset right now? And Louis explains that it's because he doesn't feel that um, the hurt that he's experiencing now that he's been broken up with was worth the time, like the short period of happiness that he got from the love and the experience. And then the old man goes on to say that, you know, misery is wasted on the miserable because what true love is, is that sadness because you truly realize that you're missing that person and that you appreciated all the time that you had with them, but you're so dumb and neglecting, like ignorant to the fact right now that you feel like you're in this depressed state, but that's what real love is. It's kind of interesting that love is sadness in a sense because when you associate love with things you associate it with happiness right. and you All associate the best it with times. yeah like smiles and fun memories but love is that longing for somebody and missing them and dude love is insane it is by far the most unique and 
difficult to understand concept like I feel like in the world like it is so it is so it's the only thing that matters it's interesting too because it's one of those great examples of something that can't be learned in a textbook but has to be experienced it, in order to understand and it's it. just like literally when you when you think to yourself it's like dude nothing else fucking matters but this like it's so weird because it's something that like you said you can't you can't learn it you can't purchase it you can't grasp it in your hand it's not a physical construct it is this this weird cosmic thing that does crazy things to us one of the weirdest things too that i think about constantly is that there are at least like four different types of it you have the the friendship love mm -hmm. and then you have like your family love family. you have the romantic love but then when you're older something that we haven't experienced that i'm told is the most incredible feeling is parental love and oh i guess there's a five if you count maternal and paternal as different but like being a dad i've heard is the most fulfilling thing and you yeah. can't you can't even wrap your head around it and i hear a lot of people make jokes like oh i have a dog it's the same thing as having no, a baby this, and everybody immediately roasts him but yeah i can't even imagine like I, I have a deep love for everybody surrounding me and in my life and i would do lots of things for them but truly taking that action to without a doubt give your life for something because you know that it's half you that you've created it yeah i i don't know being a parent is insane to me like i can't even grab my grasp that concept wrap my head around it yet it's like something that is not to be understood until it's actually experienced it's not even like a feasible experience i, I wish that i had some form of like feeling of that beforehand but I also don't because I understand that just like with everything else, like having a child is going to cause you a lot of heartbreak if they make a decision that you're not fond of or if they get into it like a car accident. Right. That's got to be the worst feeling. That's got to be similar to like a, a heartbreak. And I wonder if that ever prompts Man. like midlife crises. If your kids start to go off to college and then you lack that purpose again, which I think is very similar to heartbreak. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, heart heartbreak is trash. <laughs> With me, personally, heartbreak has caused, like, I, I understand what they were saying, that love is that feeling of misery and, and missing somebody, but heartbreak has caused me to be self-destructive in numerous ways. I mean... When I'm in those like positive states, I was with my first like real girlfriend, so to speak. And we were together for a good amount. I don't even remember how long it was, but right after that, devastation. I had, I don't know, a lot of money for whatever, 16-year-old, 17-year-old. It was like $6,000 gone. Yeah. I mean, I tried to like smoke every day. And then I would always try to surround myself with people. It's just very interesting the the difference in the paths just based on emotional status and what sadness can bring, so to speak. I I really don't um, understand it, but I'm glad that I've experienced it because now, like the places that we're at now, are completely almost different people than when we experienced heartbreak. Definitely. I don't I don't even know how to really elaborate on it that much but like going from nothing and spending everything so I had to literally restart my entire like life so all I had then was like school work and then like friends and family but you don't realize how isolated you feel when you spend like all day every day with somebody until they're gone especially if it happens immediately that's such a devastation that you literally like lose half of who you think that you are yeah um yeah I, I had a similar like experience um i was more money conscious but yeah. <laughs> uh there was definitely some like self-destructive tendencies and it is so what was so strange to me was like when i was younger and more immature i did not do well with the concept of finding one person that you love so much that you know kind of nobody else matters mm -hmm. and like you don't there's like no one else in your eye and, and no one else for you and like I was like man like 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like can really believe that. Like, like polygamy is the way to go. I think I'm just gonna have sister wives, not, and we're all gonna have fun. Not polygamy, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't grasp the concept of like, oh man, like one person. Like that was so, that was hard for me. Like to be like, this is the one person for me. Like out of all these people, like surely there must be someone better, right? Like somewhere, somehow that I haven't met yet. Like I'm gonna, I felt like, how could I settle in quotes for one person? And the, the. Oh, that, you just put yourself on the pedestal. That's, that's not usually the route that guys take. It's pretty interesting. Most guys are like, okay, well there's anything that I can grab. It's mine and I'm gonna hold on to it. Yeah, well, I mean, for sometimes that is just done out of like pure lust. Like yeah. anything I can grab, oh, here we go, here we go. Mm -hmm. But like, in terms of like a, a, a healthy and long-term stable like relationship, like I was like, man, I don't know about this. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you were thinking like that at 15? It, well, there, seven, I remember our like conversations at 15 and we're like, I just got it. It's kind of man. It's kind of fucking nuts. It's gonna bust. Which like, is sad that like that is literally what guys' lives are controlled by until I mean they lose the ability if people develop ED. But if not, your entire life is just like I gotta come and then I gotta figure, figure out, out the rest way. later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but, post not clarity. But like when I met this, I met this girl at like I I was almost eighteen. Like it was a couple months before my eighteenth birthday. And like that changed my view of the world drastically. I was like, wait a sec, this was not, this was not according to plan. Mm -hmm. Like I went in with the expectation that it would just be a regular high school relationship and it would be done in a matter of however long and I'd move on to the next person. And uh, you know, it's funny games, you know, I'm young, I'm trying to have fun, I'm trying to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it was not like that at all because within a few weeks I had like, fallen for this girl like you become engulfed in them completely almost. yeah like i lost my sense of self because i was so infatuated with this other person that i was like wow whoa whoa i looking back i was so emotionally immature i have no idea how how i was able to handle those emotions in, in any regard and that was why the fallout afterwards was nuclear for me like seriously it, it was so much it was devastation, like, so, so crazy to think about. And then, like, you look at it now from a place of somewhat more emotional maturity. You're like, wow, what was I doing back then? Like, that was crazy. Yeah, because, you know, our brains weren't developed. But when you don't, when you have no prior experience, what do you do? Because exactly. there, you have to just experience it and figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And find a healthy way that you find at the time. It's but. like that thing where it's like, you can't get a job without experience and you can't get experience without a job. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I do think that these people that are, that don't date or don't meet people because they're afraid of having their hearts broken are going about it all wrong. Like you can't guard yourself forever because you, that that happiness that you experience when you do meet the right person which you know i have since felt again like mm -hmm. it is something that is to be cherished and 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 sought out and explored and and that's gonna have negatives that go with it i mean yeah but that is just a part of life. That's and, something that you have to accept from the beginning right try to have that mindset going and in. to deny yourself the possible like exquisite feelings of of the relationship that is right for you it you're just doing yourself a massive disservice even if the the aftermath could be devastating that's something that you've got to accept as part of the risk i mean literally what in life does not have risk if it's worth doing yeah like so much of life is just well okay you, you know you hold your nose or close your eyes and you take a take a leap of faith mm -hmm. and like if you don't take that leap of faith, you're just never going to fully experience what life has to offer. Which is a good point too, because that, that leap of faith, when you do jump into a relationship and then, you know, it, it runs its course, the end, when you do have that devastation, that also can lead to some of the greatest advancements. Like absolutely, that is where a lot of my like gym physique and drive came from. Yeah. And putting it into like an analogy, like, a lot of the world's progress has come after devastation. Mm -hmm. Like think about what happened after like 
World War II. Like there was a boom of like technology and creation and advancement and all kinds of stuff. The the industrial revolution or whatever that came after like sickness and plague or whatnot. I don't you know, I don't know the exact history, but things happen out of things are born out of destruction, like the mm -hmm. phoenix rising from the ashes, like tra like travesty propels even just this coronavirus. We were able to develop an mRNA vaccine, something that has never been developed in just like eight months. That was a scientific marvel, like a a a, a, a celebrated scientific achievement to create this new kind of virus uh, uh, vaccine that is based on off our mRNA. It was like a a marvel and it was born out of a, a tragic an event so it, like you said in order to have this in order to reap the benefits sometimes you got to go down that dark path in order to emerge a stronger person which got me thinking when you started speaking on that a new thought that i've never thought before and that is like if if those heartbreaks or devastation because you're truly in love with somebody and it just doesn't work out cause almost like a like an evolution in yourself like you're shedding your previous skin and then you're growing well what does that mean when you're in a long-term committed relationship and you're at our age because i can't even fathom like not being with the girl that i'm with now but how do i know that personal growth is going to come for both of us if we're in a happy committed long-term relationship because like a lot of like i was saying the gym the workouts themselves come from that place of just like tragedy and heartbreak and bro i've had some of the best pumps ever just not even listening to music and just like thinking about the devastation and you have to build on yourself but why do we choose to do that? And how do we how do we ensure that we're going to continuously grow as individuals if we're in a happy, committed like relationship? Whether if it's a relationship with work, like you just get comfortable. You get comfortable Complacency. in your in your work. You get comfortable in your gym routine. You get comfortable in your relationship. How do we grow? That I that that's really tough. And obviously, you see a lot of people f fall into that that trap of oh i'm comfortable like i no longer feel the need to take risks i no longer feel the need to advance myself or my partner or my career like i'm i'm mm -hmm. good where i'm at and i think it's a balancing act because there are some people that work themselves to death or are never truly experienced satisfaction because they're still chasing I more, I gotta have more, I gotta have more, you know, more money, more success, more, which is, which is a healthy attitude to have to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So all of life is a balancing act and we're all trying to establish that equilibrium of what's right and what's wrong. And it takes trial, it takes error, it takes learning from your experiences and, and, and kind of harnessing what's inside you to the fullest extent of you know, I, I need to push myself, but I also need to realize like, it only is going to make me so much happier to a certain extent. Like I, I read that $75,000 a year is the annual income at which you are happy. And anything above that does not create additional happiness. It can create addition. It creates additional wealth. It creates additional opportunities. Toys, yeah. It creates additional um, spending, it can even, it can even, fun, yeah, yeah, it can increase your quality of life, mm -hmm. but your actual happiness does not increase for any cent that you make over $75,000 a year, because that is the nationwide average, maybe in certain areas, might need a little more, a little more expensive, but the, uh, the that's overall that, average, yeah. that's where you're at. That's where you're going to be happy. And anything over that is like, it's, 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 it's surplus. It's excessive. That's interesting. So you got to apply that to your own life. Like how much more personal growth do I, do, can I have before I just got to be happy with myself? Fulfilled with where yeah. you're at. Yeah. That's an interesting one too, because I'm constantly trying to push forward and forward, but because I'm so young, we're so young that we haven't reached any like really big milestones and we haven't hit that like personal growth limit. But at the rate that we're pushing, we're going to hit it much prior to most people. So then what do we do? After I don't, that? I'm not sure. I don't know if we'll hit it prior. I think we'll hit it harder. 
Like, I think we have higher expectations of what we want. Yeah, but I, I think that a lot of people just become stagnant, stagnant once they get into that workflow and then that happy relationship. And especially a lot of people, once they have kids, they don't find a lot of time to, for personal growth. Um, so that's why they just kind of have to find fulfillment, which is maybe why people say that the kids uh, really do fulfill their lives is because they didn't have the opportunity to find fulfillment prior to that. And so they have to find um, like that as their fulfillment. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I kind of want to circle back to like something that we sort of touched on earlier. And that was like stuff being born out of that kind of self-destructive tendencies. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about being like lonely or like, I don't know, like what's, what would, what would you define as like sad versus like depressed or like, do you want to share some like personal experiences? Um, Why don't you tell me how you I feel? Know, I was like, wow, it's turned into a therapy session or something. But I think that sadness and loneliness have such a big distinction between them. They they can definitely, um, you know, be like like the saying, correlation does not equal causation. Um, so I think that they're definitely like tied to one another, but I don't think that one causes the other. But loneliness for me has been something that has always been a pretty big part of my life because from you know a young age with a single mom and then she's gone working so much and then she's also going to school i would just be like alone in my house with a dog or something so it's interesting because growing up i constantly had to have like that interaction i still craved human interaction but because there was no possible outlet for it i would find myself just um like playing video games where i could interact with people and then listening to music or if I'm playing a single player game or something, then I'll be like watching a TV show or listening to uh, whatever a radio station or something. But it's, it's very interesting because that's trickled into my life now where even after like, if I'm just alone for an hour, I have to be filling my time with like an Instagram or like a social media or an audiobook or a podcast just so I'm having that somebody else's voice and I'm feeling like I'm connecting to somebody I feel this I share the same sentiment it's really hard for me to go 10 minutes in my own head space yeah, yeah. which is something going on I think something that we all struggle with in like today's world, I'm sure people struggle with it prior. As soon as the radio was invented, I feel like everybody was just gathering around listening to it because they had that same feeling. But now there's so many opportunities and excuses to never be truly alone besides sleeping, obviously. But even then you can be next to somebody talking to some, whatever, listening to something, which is how lots of people fall asleep at night right. by listening to something that we... I think that meditation is one of the biggest keys to just sit alone and practice your breathing. And then also you start to find yourself, so to speak. And maybe that's why so many people feel like even by 30, they haven't found themselves is because they don't spend any time alone with themselves. You're never going to figure somebody out if you don't spend time with them. And the same thing applies to your yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. Are there any other alternatives to meditation that you could think of? Because meditation to me, just like sitting there practicing and you have no other forms of distraction other than your breath or, or the, you know, the air blowing by you or things along those lines. That's one of the most difficult times that I've ever experienced is just sitting there alone because we're so conditioned to constantly having something going. But I think that it falls right under that, you know, that cliche saying like, you can't truly love somebody else until you love yourself. And I don't think that many of us are loving ourselves. I know that I'm not personally because I don't even know myself. How can I be loving myself? Yeah, I think it's really hard to spend time with yourself when we've been so conditioned to external stimulus. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so easy to... And we're so conditioned to like, something's got to be happening. I got to be, I got to be doing something. I got to be listening to something. I got to be looking at something. Like I cannot vacuum the kitchen without music. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I can't do it. Why would you vacuum the kitchen? You have carpet in your kitchen? No, it's, it's tile, but there's like breadcrumbs and stuff. on. You the vacuum 
Tile floors? Yeah. This man is retarded. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't sweep it? Why do you vacuum it? Because I have a vacuum cleaner. That's What do you think a broom is for? Why do I need a... I just Why do would the, you I, vacuum I do the, tile? I do the whole house. What well, are you talking about? It's wood and then it goes onto tile. You have carpet in your house? No. You guys have a vacuum cleaner and you have no carpet. You're going to tell me that you're going to go through your entire house sweeping like an old woman? Yes. No. That's what we do once a week. (laughs) Vacuuming is retard. Why would you vacuum hardwood floors? That's part of the feature of the vacuum. It doesn't ruin the floor. It's not like the the bristles are sweeping. It's just sucking air. I think you're retarded. Oh, my God. We're going to have to look into this, guys, because uh, I think he's retarded. You are. We're gonna put a poll up, and you're gonna be so wrong because people are gonna answer that they vacuum their hardwood floors. Yeah. We're gonna say, what do you do with your hardwood floors? Vacuum, sweep, and it will be seventy-seven percent vacuum, if not higher. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think you're in the minority. Okay. Just like you know, the happy childhood gang member okay. in the yeah. minority. All right. So, great. Uh, great. Anyway. Get back uh, to it. Well, now we're too happy to talk about this. We're man. too fucking happy, man. Uh, but there was, I, if we were trying to get real personal, there was. I've been with my current girlfriend for nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine months on February twelfth, and this episode will go out on the ninth. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 approaching our nine month anniversary, which is three hundred percent longer than the longest relationship I've ever had prior. I've never had a relationship longer than three months until which, which my is current girlfriend. Interesting, interesting too, because your heartbreak. That's lasted nine months. It's so weird. Your heart, your entire relationship, so to speak, lasted a year. Three months of the actual relationship in nine months of devastation. Yo, it was awful. Because you actually like and dude, loved for that I don't person. even want to. I don't even want to think about how shitty it's gonna be if something happens to this relationship. It's like, what's the fucking timetable gonna be? Is it gonna be longer? Is it gonna be shorter? Because somehow I'll feel like I got more out of the relationship. Like I wasn't. Part of maybe part of the reason why it lasted so long is because it was such a short and intense burst of whoa, this is crazy. I've never felt this. It's all new. It's mm-hmm. all happy. It's amazing. And then it's done. Taken away like that. And, as soon as it started. And human beings, we are conditioned. We want to avoid loss mm-hmm. more than we want to gain. People would rather avoid losing something. Then gain, then gain then something. Then rather to take the chance to gain something. Exactly, exactly. Like it's like once you have something, the the idea of losing it is way worse than the idea of gaining something else. Which like yeah. like imagine if it's like, you know, you have your smartphone or whatever, and you can, I don't even how do you even make an analogy of this? But it's like the idea of losing something that you have already obtained is way worse than the than the idea of of. I know what you're saying. Something it's else. like you have a phone and they're like, well, you can just stay with your old phone that's going to go out or you can, you know, lose all of your data on this phone, but then get the newest and best phone that's not going to go yeah, for three yeah, that. years. But people don't want to lose what they have, exactly. what they've worked for, what, what they've accumulated. Exactly. So, so with this relationship that's gone on for three times as long, I feel as if I have more which is also it's it is more to lose mm-hmm. but i also feel like there wasn't but it's also running its course long, exactly i feel so. as if i have properly satisfied like not that i'm you know done with it but that i have been i've had that allotted time in order to feel happy with and, where it, yeah, where it is like it didn't get it didn't get cut thing. short mm-hmm. and that was part of the reason why i was like wow fuck this sucks man like that which is and very, I was experiencing all those feelings of like, was it even worth it? I wish I had never met her. Like I, this sadness was not worth the happiness. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, like it, it was, mm-hmm. it it was worth it. Even though I was I was miserable for so long, like it was part of who I am. It's part of what shaped me. It's part of what gave me life experience. It's part of what helped me mature emotionally. And, and pushed you to that and know more about what I want mm-hmm. and it also helped me see things in other people better like dude me and this girl were not even like compatible mm-hmm. like I don't know I, like I don't know why I had felt such a strong like love for her like she you know she was great she's a great girl but like 
we didn't like any of the same things. Mm. Like she was into theater and art and like, and I was into like sports and metal music and like partying and mm. like, like I'm a, I'm a great student. Like I have top grades, but I like to get lit and party on the weekends. <laughs> and like she, dude, we had played Oh my God. I tell this story because part of what we talked about in the other episodes like virtual realities and like alternate we didn't really touch on alternate timelines and stuff but it's all within the same realm and we before we started dating we played this game of never have i ever she's like mad and she was mad innocent at the time bro she said verbatim never have i ever done a weed (laughs) That, that was that was the quote never have i ever done a weed wow and i was like yeah never have i ever done a weed either (laughs) like but what if i had just opened up and like not lied about that maybe she would have seen me as like a loser and been like well i don't want to be with you interesting and then we had never dated alternate timeline there's an alternate timeline where i said yes i have and we never dated because she thought I was a loser. We would never went out. Who knows where I'd be at now? Who knows? You know? But looking back, it's like we were not compatible. So where these strong feelings came from? Well, they were rational. The heart wants what it wants, dude. I but I don't, say, I, I, I don't understand it. Love is love. I don't think you really get to choose who you are attracted to, even if you weren't it's truly so like, weird, man. compatible. I, I don't know. But now the relationship I'm in now is so much healthier. We share so much more common interests. We... That was a one-sided love. Yeah. I loved this person. The love was not reciprocated. Mm -hmm. This relationship that I'm in now, the love is reciprocated. And I feel more as if I am a a healthy part of the relationship and not a hopeless part of the relationship. Yeah, I definitely felt the exact same way with my... I can't even call my first heartbreak because it's truly my only heartbreak. Sure. I've only felt heartbreak once. scares me because... But we'll get into that. But, like... Uh, my relationships have always been uh I've, I've chased and i've tried to obtain but then that's the standard that's set for the relationship so i'm constantly giving and then they're just you know like playing along with it and not reciprocating it that, so I that's funny actually i want to tell a, a, a funny story real quick you say you're you you chase and you try to obtain you're in all throughout high school you were like a dog chasing a car you you the fun is in the chase yeah but then once you catch it you don't know what to do with it this this kid oh my god he would chase after these girls and he would get them and then as soon as he got them he didn't want them yeah he didn't want them he could have smashed mad bitches in our high school and he did not he didn't do it and i'm over here like no no bitches whatsoever and i'm like Fuck this guy. Which is probably got all the girls in there want them. The opportunity for you, even though it wasn't compatible, it was forced because you felt like there could be something there. Well, it was weird because it was not like I like just jumped and fell in love with the first girl I ever like. I had had relationships. You know, I I had had a couple relationships earlier on in high school, but like I said, they weren't serious. I didn't grasp the concept of caring enough about somebody to put your them before yourself. Like like I said, I was just going in thinking it was going to be another high school relationship just like the ones I had had prior where I broke up with the person and was over in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't there was no surf there was that was all surface level. Surface it level. wasn't there was nothing deep. Um and so that's why it hit me like a ton of bricks like, "Whoa, what am I into? I did not expect to get myself into this." Yeah. You were just used to like a blonde girl's level of thinking in relationships just like shallow shallow as a kitty pool. Yeah, essentially. And you got into uh and then that that like changed me as a person, but I think for the better. But yeah, but I think that without experiencing that, I think this relationship no matter how long the course of it is, that first heartbreak would still have been just as devastating if you hadn't had the one prior. Sure. But I wonder what if it all what our second heartbreaks would feel like if we ever have them, which I, I hope not to, but nobody knows what life is going to throw at you. And even if it's a heartbreak due to something like, like a car accident or something that is unforeseen, but it wasn't the fault of either party or if there's just a mutual distancing, like what, I wonder if it's going to feel worse or if it's going to feel easier because the relationships have run its course. Like my relationship um, not run its course, like come to an end, but you feel as if you've gotten 
you, you, no, you, I'm you saying get if the it, most out if of it. It does run its course, like it does come to an end. If oh. you guys have a mutual agreement, like okay. this has fulfilled its life and we are no longer in that same oh, okay, okay. or something, then I, I wonder what it's going to be like because my girlfriend and I have been together for almost two years. Yeah. Um, and so what what would that mean? Would that mean that I have two years worth of heartbreak? I don't think so. Exactly. I don't think so. I think there's a I think you can't put a timetable on grief. And you can't put a timetable on loneliness or sadness or depression because it affects everybody differently. But I don't, it's gotta be different each time. Like I, there's no way I feel like I go through the same thing I went through the first time every time. Yeah. It's gonna be different in, in some way. It's gonna be different somehow. Maybe it'll be easier because I've done it already or maybe it'll be harder because it compounds, but I think there's no way to know other than to, to go the, through to it. experience it, which is a hard thing too, because like I was saying earlier, how do you get that personal growth without that next step of evolution? But I, there's no way that I'd want to break up with my girlfriend or that I'd want her to break up with me or have a mutual relationship. And, but how do I ensure that we don't plateau, which is one of the hardest things in life, because I, I know that she's going to be going high, like well off places right. and I'm going. And to I be. think part of that, part of that is, is how it ends. Like this relationship was tough for me because dude, I was, I am almost, I'm just turning 18. And I'm so emotionally not in over my head. Mm -hmm. And like this girl's mom had cancer and she died. And it was like really just traumatic for everyone. I mean, obviously more for her and her mother. But like for me, I felt as if I was invested, you know, someone. It sucked for me too. But, but like that was and then she had to like space it off. Obviously, I mean, this, this feelings were not reciprocated, but she also had so much other shit going on. And so that was part of what drug out that process because it was just a lot of just like a bomb and a bomb and a bomb like so much going on at once whereas if two people that can love each other just as much but if if it just runs its course and it's time to eventually move apart i don't know if it'll feel why are you looking at me like that <laughs> I, don't know. I just think that 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 like we said like sadness and loneliness and stuff is circumstantial i think a lot of it depends on what is the driving factor behind it? You know, the way that the how does the relationship end, dude? If it's a sudden, if it's anything like cheating or somebody, I was just gonna yeah. say that if you're with this girl for two years and she cheats on you, that's gonna be brutal. Like, as opposed to if you've been together for two years and you just come to a natural agreement, like, this has been fun. It's time but, to move yeah, our separate we ways. Have grown apart. Exactly. I know what you're saying. Which I'm really glad that you brought up the point. Like, what if she's cheating? Because we're just gentlemen. We don't cheat. You know, we're which is we don't cheat. I, I would never cheat. I would. Never I would cheat. never, never cheat. I and I know that like some girls would be like, <laughs> but all men they get the same. Like, no, dude, no. Yeah. I would. I just. It's not the way I was raised. I think that's about the worst thing you can do to somebody. I think it fucks them up emotionally, gives them trust issues, makes them hate themselves. Like what, oh, what did I see in this person? I think it's about the worst thing you can do to somebody and I would never do it. And I pray that I never have to experience it myself. Yeah. You know, it's such a, it's such a Dude, weird one too, because you want to talk about like, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but like, you want to talk about like feelings of just like feelings like if we're doing a feelings podcast this is the feelings, this is the feelings this is the emotional podcast i struggle with like i seem to have everything going for myself mm -hmm. you know tall lean Whoa. muscular uh, yeah. money whatever and not to put myself over but i have things going for me mm -hmm. but i still struggle with a sense of feeling inadequate for others like i sometimes will ask my girlfriend, like, am I enough for you? Am I doing enough for you? Are you satisfied? Well, let me stop you there, though. But do you feel the inadequacy just towards her, or do you feel it towards strangers? Because I'm the same way. I want to make sure that, um, like, she feels love is reciprocated and that she feels like I'm doing enough in the relationship. But other people, I'm like, you're below me. You're oh, below yeah, me. I don't give a fuck about other people. But, like... Which is interesting. People that I actually have an invested relationship with, I'm like... I always feel as if I'm not an, I, I like, I feel I need to feel like I'm enough. Like I like to hear that 
verbal or physical reassurement that like yeah and i don't know where that stems from like maybe it's because i've had such that i'm sure i've i mean oh my life is so hard but like my parents have had very high expectations for me since i was very little like and if i came home with like a a b on my test oh why was it a b why was it not an a like why so i've i've been conditioned to be such a high achiever that i feel like anything below that i'm letting people down but and that's something I've had to deal with. It's tough. So if somebody cheated on me, dude, I would be a wreck. Because I that would just you'd inf- internalize it. Would it, enforce, it would in, it would just reinforce the idea all that... of those feelings that I'm not good enough for somebody, I'll never mm-hmm. be good enough for somebody. What am I doing wrong? Why did I why did you feel the need to fulfill yourself with someone else that isn't me? I would be just a wreck, dude. Which is yeah, okay, so there's a lot of things to touch on. Did your parents, like, reinforce you, like, positive reinforcement? If you did come home with an A and it wasn't a B, where they're like, oh, we're so proud of you? Oh, yeah, so absolutely. So that's probably where your, like, you know, verbal reassurement from your girlfriend comes oh, from. Oh, dude, Physical yeah. touch, I think it's because of our age range. That's where that physical reassurement, like, right. I look good enough and I perform right. well enough. And, and I just want to say, like, to the 1.6 people that are still watching this far. Thank you, guys. <laughs> It's not something that's crippling to me. Like I, I, I'm not like a sniveling baby. Like, hey, am I good enough for you? Yeah. It's just, a, it's just kind of a, a present feeling that is sometimes like unconscious. In the thought. back of my mind, like, it's just something that I get in my own head a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, as a whole, I'm fine. I'm doing well. But it is a kind of an ever-present feeling that like, it's hard to shake. What was the other point that we were just about to make? I can't quite recall it. You said positive reinforcement. You said conditions. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember anymore. But it was right before that. Talking about my parents, um, cheating. It's cheating. It's so cheating. It's so. My parents never cheated. <laughs> yeah, the, it's something that you internalize, which is interesting too, because obviously it's something that is like wrong so to speak with the the person who is the cheater because they're not feeling fulfillment but it it comes from a place of usually a lack of communication like if your partner isn't fulfilling you well then you need to express that but if they don't have the emotional maturity or a lot of times it's like personal issues and childhood experiences that really cause cheating to occur but the person who's been cheated on is the one who takes the the emotional um like effects of it on themselves right which i I, it's such that's one of the most unfair situations that i think is can ever occur because the person in the wrong usually um like can almost play the victim role because the person who is cheated on they be like you weren't filling me and you weren't whatever but it's because of a lack of communication and i think it's one of the ways that people get stuck into like abusive relationships but that all ties into like whatever happens to you that is forever a part of your history right. and so that relationship that you had that was your first when you're 50, you're still going to remember that person as your first relationship. Yeah. And I think that that is also insane because we are so dumb at this age that the people that we've chosen previously are going to forever be a part of our... You take a piece of everyone with you. You do. Whether you like it or not. You take a piece of every experience, whether it leaves a huge impact or small right, impact. The, like, the pieces, the size of the piece, you know, d- differs. Uh but yeah but all of your experiences make up who you are i truly believe that which is also another reason why i think that it's uh, incredibly dumb that we can choose the path of our life when we're 17 trying to apply for different colleges or trade schools or if we're going to try to create something it's like it it's incredible to me the amount of time and money that people put into a future that they think they're going to want when they're 17 and by the time that they're 20 they don't want that at all and now we've utilized so much money and energy and yeah, so much of ourselves it's a tremendously interesting system that we've created that like it fucks over a lot of people like it does but I, so I do relationships yeah because obviously as human beings like the whole point of having a relationship so to speak um like in nature's terms or is just to reproduce but we've we've furthered so I mean, sorry, we've, we've gone so far from that because now we're not worried about just reproduction of the species because we're actually overpopulating the planet by far. 
um, that now we're experiencing relationships that are solely based on a, a need of fulfillment from another person, like, for example, like lesbian relationships or gay relationships, because there's no way to um, have reproduction come from them, but we still seek after those relationships in society. It's very interesting to me. Like, the relationship that I'm in right now, at this point in time, I have no intention of reproducing. Like, like today I don't want to have a baby, but I still want to be in this relationship. And I think that that's something that has only come from like the past few hundred years in the furthering of our society. Yeah, because back in the, back in, like, if you go back far enough, like, as soon as you are in a relationship with somebody, you pretty much have a baby with them right away. Because it's like, mm -hmm. well, what the fuck else? What are we doing that's here? What else are we doing point. here? Like, and now there are people, oh, I smell like you fawn. <laughs> that was the dog. That was the, that was the dog. The dog is like, Woo! holy shit. <laughs> she takes after her owner. <laughs> That was some rank stuff. That was some... <laughs> She's looking like, was that me? Was that me? Yeah, that was you. She knows it was her. Oh, right back to sleep. Oh. Oh. Um, I can't even focus. <laughs> trying to gas me out. Horrific. Yeah, there's a reason she's a German Shepherd and he's a Jew. Oh. Gas him out constantly. Jesus Christ. But, uh... So anyway, um, <laughs> as I was saying, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh once you have once reproduction you're somebody, yeah it's yeah, like it's like and, and so now today people will be together for three years five years eight years 15 years before they have a baby if you've been together with somebody since high school and you have a kid at 30 you 15 years of a relationship where you didn't have children together <laughs> that's kind of crazy like <laughs> It's also interesting to me because lots of people now are just claiming that they never want to have children. So they're seeking relationships solely for companionship and like another person. But And then there's the, the opposite side of the spectrum where the children destroy the relationship. Mm -hmm. Which is like some people should just not have kids with other people. Mm -hmm. Like because the, the either the marriage was was not sturdy to begin with mm -hmm. or whatnot and now you introduce a child to this relationship and it just unfortunately it ends up being a toxic mixture and that's why divorce rates are so high well and it's not the child's child's fault but the it's the child's presence is what's driving this relationship it's not the child's fault at all it's the parents fault because they had no prior planning oh yeah or, absolutely. especially if they're like but then the child feels like it's their fault and it's well, tough well because it it's their fault but it's because their parents didn't set themselves right. up for success exactly. most people don't even have enough of a cushion to live comfortably for six months if they were out of work right now I know. which is pretty apparent because of all these small businesses that had to shut down which is super sad but it's also like people's personal planning you got to plan for that and it's the exact same thing with a kid that once they're introduced well if you already didn't have enough money or savings or anything now it's pulling well that's going to be another stressor on top of it which is why i'm trying to press so hard to wait to have children so i'm financially stable and independent but the kids it technically is their fault because they're the reason that the the money is not sufficient for their household that their parents have to work longer hours or more jobs right but it's also the parents' fault primarily because they didn't set themselves up for it. Which <laughs> that was so far it was so bad. I'm sorry. Can't think of anything else. And it's dude, that that meme is so funny. Ismaila, you fought it. <laughs> fought it. But fought. these seriously. Right. Okay, like, back, back on track. I think that divorce really is caused by people who get together too young and they don't know who they are so they can't even exp and their partners don't know who they are either so it's two people trying to find themselves who come together which is the situation that both of us are in right now because of just our age that's why i think that people before 25 should have to sign prenuptial agreements if they want to get married but that's another topic but i i really think that divorce is caused by um people not having the same like house etiquette treating people differently and then like the way you treat wait staff is a huge determine determining factor of whether or not a relationship's going to work yeah the way that you tidy your house the way that you value money because i value money tremendously but i also understand that like 
I value experiences more than money. Yeah. That money doesn't at the end of the day, when I die, money is money is gonna stay and I'm gonna be transported. So I'd, I I wanna have those experiences and those memories. I don't right. care about the money. Money, you know, allows for Money's the opportunity. Money's a tool. For, it's not the be all yeah. end all. Which is not how a lot of people look at it, and a lot of people do look at it as like money is everything because the lack thereof. Right. And so it's just it's it's very interesting to me, um, and it, that's another reason that people get sad or depressed, and it's another cause for heartbreak. So everything ties back into money, and money is kind of the root of all evil. Um, but heartbreak is the root of all happiness. I'm gonna I'm gonna go it's, out on a limb and say that. Yeah, I, I still it's a, yeah it's a little ironic because you never you never see the the. You never see the storm while you're in it. I don't know if that's a phrase or something, saying. but like hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, you know, retrospect. It's all you never see things forward. You only see them in reverse. And when you think that, oh, this will never end, and it's gonna be like this, and I won't be happy again. Like you will. Well, it's just it's just, just people just, seeing the trees and not the forest. You can only see the few trees that are in front of you. You can't see the entire right. forest. Right, and, and you can't see how the pieces are going to fall, mm -hmm. like, until the pieces fall. And once they do, it will be because of that path that you were on that was so difficult mm -hmm. that eventually led to something else. So let the pieces fall as they may, but... Try to pursue love, but love doesn't just mean a relationship. Love means, you know, finding happiness in whatever in whatever you're in with your family, with your friends, with children once you have them. But experience a relationship because if you're afraid of heartbreak, then you're going to be afraid to live in general. And I think that you just got to experience things. You got to try relationships out. If they don't work, then you'll experience love and heartbreak, and that'll that'll put you in a further uh, like plane of existence so i don't know but yeah. it, it it really is similar to a like a mind altering drug an altered state of consciousness when you are on that heartbreak mode which i i think is love in itself is an altered state of consciousness yeah you life hits different when you're in love it does than when you're not it does and I think on that note, yeah. unless there's anything else you want to touch on. I just want to say, love somebody. Go out and tell somebody you love them. And uh, they might not be there forever, and everybody's going to die eventually. So you gotta, you got to really cherish the time that you have with them. And then, uh, and if you're going through a tough time, just know that you're, you're not alone. Reach out to the people that you care about. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll help you through it. Find your outlet, whatever that is, whether it's the gym. Find your healthy outlet. We yeah, clarify. if it's the gym, if it's painting, mm -hmm. if it's running, if it's whatever it is, find what works for you and use that to the fullest extent. And uh, eventually you'll be out of the forest. Yeah. So, Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, you can subscribe, you know, like. We can uh, check us out on Instagram at Amateur Adults Official, Spotify, The Amateur Adults, Apple Podcasts, The Amateur Adults, or anywhere else where you're streaming. Be sure to share it with a friend. If you stayed this long, love you. Love you. Thank you so much. And uh, until next week. Take care.